0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
2: Hashtag no music, no intro. We are continuing to push out content. Ryan and I have been wanting to do a space episode for such a long time um and I think everyone knows what the motto is like we're not just gonna have anyone on our podcast to you know talk about a certain subject we have to get the right people so uh the pleasure of joining us on the podcast this evening is Sophia Gatt Nasher uh just tell tell the listeners Sophia of of your accolades in terms of what you're bringing to the show tonight? Before we just delve into space.
1: Yeah, sounds good. Um, so, thank you for having me. Um, I am a cosmologist, so that means I study kind of like the universe as a whole and how it evolves, what it's made of. Um, you know, even stuff that we don't understand. <laughs> and so, um, so that's that. So, what I'm trying to bring, I guess, what I want to bring to the podcast today is more like just a general excitement about the universe and physics because physics is usually presented in a way that is very scary. And, um, you know, you're thrown like a bunch of numbers and math and all this stuff and it and it distracts people a lot. And so like, but it misses the whole point because there's so much stuff that is mind blowing in, in this, in this field that like, I really want everybody to know. (laughs) And so that's what I want. I'm hoping to do today.
2: (laughs) We're we're ready for it. We are ready for it. That said, I need, Ryan and I need to know. I I didn't wake up. I didn't get superpowers yesterday. Ryan didn't get superpowers yesterday. Um, what is going What is going on? Where are our powers?
1: Where are your powers? Uh, <laughs> well, you're not. gonna Unfortunately, you're not going to get superpowers today. But. Um, but, I mean, well, it depends. It depends on what you consider a superpower. If you start to, you know, if you start to understand the universe a little bit more, I think that's kind of a superpower. <laughs> <laughs> you'll be able to fly, but, you know.
2: I'll take okay. it. Um, you'll so- be able to
1: understand that there's a lot of stuff that you can't see everywhere.
2: And so. No. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. Can we, can we settle this debate right now, though, uh, the whole debate regarding Jupiter and Saturn? So you're obviously team Saturn. Yes. Um, <laughs> can, why, to you, is Saturn a superior planet to Jupiter?
1: So, OK. So it's not that I don't think it's, it's that it's superior, because both planets have such interesting dynamics going on in them. Um, but really it is, it is the rings. Like the rings are just, it's the, it's the only planet that has a set of rings that are that dr- like that dramatic. All the outer planets do, including Jupiter actually has rings too, but we just can't see them. Um, whereas Saturn's are like in your face. Like you look in a telescope, you're going to see them too. So it's just, it's, it's amazing. And these things are, I think in about a hundred million years, they're going to be gone. So we're really lucky, like on the cosmic scale to be alive today, to be able to see them. And so that's what really steals the show for me. Um, as well as um, a mission that it was called Cassini that was taking close-up images of yes yes. (laughs) and so I started to process images like uh, when we when we we learned that it was going into Saturn because and the whole point of why they sent the mission into Saturn is because if they kept it in orbit while while they were losing fuel it could crash into one of the moons and Enceladus for example and Titan these are moons that Possibly, We don't know, but they could, they could be hospitable to life. They might have. And, and, and if, and if, um, you know, the spacecraft were to crash into them, it, it would leave, it would contaminate it. And so that's the whole point of why we did that, but it just bonded me to that planet so much. And also, I mean, come on, like the rings, I, I, I you can't, you can't, you can't touch it. You just can't. <laughs> Jupiter's got the great red spot and it's awesome. And it's beautiful swirling and everything. Like if you took it's the rings off so, of Saturn,
2: it's so thick though. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Like thirteen hundred Earths can fit into Jupiter. I'm sorry, like that's utterly insane. This is this true?
1: <laughs> but uh, okay, so actually, di- like, so if you want to like look size wise, they're actually not that um that different. So let me actually check. Uh, so Saturn's diameter is about seventy two thousand miles, and Jupiter's. Is eighty-six thousand miles, so they're only ten thousand miles um, difference in in diameter. But mm. the reason why like Jupiter is so much more, I guess, so much more massive is because is because when you when you start adding more mass onto Saturn, you can't grow it that much in size anymore because the pressure tends to like to to bring down all the stuff, and that's why you have such a dense, uh, like a, a far denser um, planet in Jupiter, but it's not that much bigger than Saturn. No,
3: no, look, I agree. I, I am Team Saturn. I love Jupiter, but I have team Saturn all the way. I just feel like, you know, if you're like, you know, an alien race that's coming to visit our solar system for the first time, Saturn's just like our little kind of like, you know, okay. You know, that's our little luxury piece there. Just, you know,
2: it's like you know, Vegas. It's like the strip.
3: like, <laughs> You know, when you roll up yes. and see, you know, welcome to Vegas or whatever, you know, that's, that's sad for us. And what we'll also find fast, I just, I just can't imagine just being like Galileo, or just like ancient humans and just looking up and seeing that thing with the rings around it. It's like, what is that? It's like, it's just, when you step back and think about it, it's just kind of crazy. Like that's what's yes. up there, you know?
1: <laughs> yes, 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 exactly. And this and that's the first thing that you'd see, right? Like it's like, and then, and it's 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 kind of like the, I would, I would say it's, it steals the show. It really does. Yes. Take away the rings though. And then we can, and then we have a different conversation. Right, because then you have a yeah. <laughs> I mean, like in terms of like the make and how and what they're made of, Saturn and Jupiter are very similar. But mm. but you know the bands across Jupiter, Saturn doesn't have them that like like that. It's it's got some. It's got, definitely has patterns on it. It's just not as not as yeah. yeah not as beautiful as Jupiter's. And so if you take the rings away, then Jupiter would be the winner. But it has the rings, so it, it it reigns supreme <laughs> in my books. <laughs> You got the rings, that's it. (laughs) You know? Yeah. But they're both I I love these planets. They're they're just we don't understand them all. Um Juno right now is is orbiting Jupiter and so we're learning a lot more about this planet too, and it's all mind blowing stuff. Like we're like we're getting shocked all the time. Um and so really, I mean, every single planet in this solar system is awesome in its own way. And so yeah, I like take your pick. You can't go wrong
3: <laughs> you know yeah, yeah that blows me away just you know just seeing all the new discoveries we're still finding out you know just to this day just kind of you know even when like you know when the with uh was it voyager 2 i can't remember which one it got the pictures of uh of pluto those yeah. nice in the heart. that's
1: uh so that that's new horizons it's writing. Writing. Yes, yes,
3: yes, 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 yes.
1: Mm-hmm. And just you know, I mean,
3: it's Pluto. Like, who cares about Pluto? It whoa, whoa, wasn't even a planet whoa. anymore. Whoa, let's let's, ah! I mean, let's, let's this is a Pluto even.
2: slander. Let's calm I mean, down. <laughs>
3: Look, down. Pluto the, slander. The, the elites <laughs> decided it wasn't a planet anymore, and you know, but then those pictures came out. It was like, I don't care. Pluto is still a planet. <laughs>
1: Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, it's true, though, right? Because we never nobody expected that Pluto was going to be that dynamic, like moving ices, it's, 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 it's mad. So it's like, and then the heart, right? Like, it's the only planet that has a heart on it. And so it's, you know, it, if we look at like the, the requirements, yeah, it doesn't follow it doesn't follow all the requirements to be a planet. For example, um, Pluto is further away than Neptune right Mm -hmm. however at some points in its orbit it's actually closer to us than neptune is um or rather closer to the sun forget us because i mean that 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 has a whole different diet but let's 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 look at the sun as because it's the center it can it's actually closer than neptune at some points in its orbit because it's sort of gravitate it has this gravitational sort of resonance with with um neptune which means that it doesn't clear its own neighborhood with its gravity and that's why it's not a planet whatever though it's still awesome, (laughs) you know, it's still awesome, yeah. It
2: it is, Um, can I, can Ryan and I get your opinion on just the feasibility of going to another planet just to even visit, I'm not even talking, um, saying like a colony or, or anything like that, like obviously Mars would be the, you know the one that most people you know look to how far away is, is that from being a potential reality
1: oh yeah that's a that's a, it's, it's a pretty loaded question because like we there's no doubt that we're all kind of sort of mentally ready to go the problem is that in space if, if and, and since you know the just to, to go to Mars it take, it'll take about I think nine months um in space and so uh there's a lot of like radiation in mm-hmm. space space radiation that you have to deal with and that it's it'll kill us if we don't have the right protection so we need to figure out how to be able to house astronauts in some spaceship that can protect them from this radiation so that we can get there and i don't think i don't think that we'll see that until maybe 2030. Mm. yeah
3: it, it's so fascinating to me i don't know if you saw the show uh i think it was called away it was on netflix yes it about, yeah it was about the first mission to mars or whatever and I think they had like water in the outer halls of the of the spaceship that would help like block radiation. like is that true? Can water just block radiation or is it is that just like some H, uh, Hollywood like
1: so, thing Okay, so I, I don't think I saw that part in that in that show because I didn't end up watching the whole thing um, <laughs> for, 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 for several reasons but yeah like no. No, you, yeah, it's it's that's that's not gonna help. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> no.
3: <laughs> well, well, does that happen a lot? Like when you watch, like just watch yes. movies or TV shows where you just like, oh no, this is stupid. This
1: is yes, stupid. yes, it does. <laughs> I'm also the person that knows how to like. I can I can be like, whoa, okay, that would never happen, and then just continue. You know, Um, Mm -hmm. I can I can do that if the storyline is good enough for me, but I will notice it doesn't matter. Like I will notice and I'll be like, you know, you could have did something different. Like,
3: for example, like I know there's no sound in space. I understand that. Mm -hmm. but I'm okay with hearing explosions and hearing the Star Wars X-Wings and all that stuff. I'm okay with hearing it while in space because it's cool. I don't want silence while I'm watching it. You know, I want to- <laughs> yes, you need the
1: you need the dramatic effect, right? Because otherwise, it's like okay, um, I just blew the spaceship up and a ship ship up, and I can't hear anything. It's like what, <laughs> you know? So it's that's really definitely added effect for um for the audience, and I think it's necessary. I I agree there. It wouldn't be as fun.
2: <laughs> okay, I I have I have one that that I believe it's recent news and I don't know how valid it is, but can you explain to me, like I'm a five-year-old, the theory or concept that if I or a person were to go into a black hole and spaghettification would happen, that I would somewhere like come out like whole.
1: Ooh, okay, I don't know where uh where that came from, cause <laughs> if you go into a black hole and you get spaghettified, you're um probably not coming out of anywhere. Right.
2: right? I, I swear <laughs> yes. I swear I read it like what two, three weeks ago, like super recently. Like I'll I'll send it to you. And I believe sure. it from like a pretty credible place, and I was like, this doesn't know. Yeah,
1: so yeah. it might okay, now let let me let me let me let me just be a little bit clearer here, because I think it might have been um, that might have been on a theory, because there are these things called white holes, which um, are essentially kind of like a reverse black hole, where a ver- where a black hole kind of s- sucks stuff in, a yeah. um, white hole spits stuff out, and so um, one theory think like say suggests that maybe on the other end of a black hole it's a white hole, so you'll be spat out into something else, maybe some other universe or something. So that might be what it is. We don't know that that's true, though. We've never seen a white hole before, right. you yeah. know. Um,
3: does, does that have anything to do with like Hawking's radiation? Uh, so
1: Hawking radiation is actually something that happens with black holes. And what that what that is, is basically um, it's kind of like a black hole evaporating away. And oh, so if you wait long enough, that evaporation will kind of lead to the black hole kind of just evaporating all away and just dying out. If that makes sense, but um, a stellar so so a black hole that's like several times the mass of the sun would take like 10 to the 70 years. That's like a one followed by 70 zeros. So we're like never gonna see that unless we find like a micro-sized black hole, which can in in that case they can it can happen really instantly. But it's essentially it's just it's just um, it's just the the black hole kind of evaporating away some of its stuff. That's what the Hawking radiation is.
2: That that makes sense. Um... <laughs> What, what were your thoughts, um, a couple of years ago when the first image of an actual black hole, like was released, like, like like as a, like, as what you do in life, like where do you remember like where you were, like, was that just this, this moment for you? Like, you'll never forget.
1: Oh, of course. I, I, I remember that. Um, it was. Literally, like, just breathtaking. I think I just stopped breathing for like a few seconds there, and I was like, "Wow," you know, like we're seeing the event horizon of yeah. a black hole. Like, this is, yeah. you know, like it's it's shadow on it. It's, it was it was it was really, 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 really just it was mind blowing to me to be able to see that. For the first time. And then when they compared it to like simulations and you can see sort of the yeah. connections between the two, I was like, wow, okay. You know, <laughs> like it's it's it was it was, yeah, I was it was a like groundbreaking moment, even I would say for it's, just this, like, for it's just like showing
3: like physics works, you know what I'm saying? It's like a... yes
1: <laughs> yes.
3: <laughs> and what blew me away is just you know, growing up, I'm you know, I'm thirty-eight, almost thirty-nine, and in school, I, you know, that was my favorite subject. And you know oh. black holes, black holes were more like a theory back then. It was like the theory yeah. of black holes that can happen. And but just where we are now, where we pretty much know that there, pretty much the there's a supermassive black hole at pretty much almost every galaxy,
2: mm-hmm.
3: and it's I guess it's pretty much integral to like the formation of a galaxy. And if there's one in this galaxy, and and we finally have like an image of one. Like that just blows my mind. Like
1: it, it just—it's crazy that it, it isn't bigger news to me. Like, like this is crazy to me. Like, <laughs> I thought it was very big news actually, because it, it was like you know, because I, I I I saw it being sort of uh, reported on like multiple different news news networks and stuff like that. So I thought it was—I thought it was—it was. It, it was it was big news enough. Um, maybe, maybe, but I mean, that's me speaking, right? So you're not, you're, you're not in the field. And if you're saying that it yeah. wasn't, that I agree with you because well, I know be, what I'm looking breaking for. breaking
3: news. Like they should cut into the like, whatever's on TV, and just like everyone needs to see this right <laughs> now. <laughs>
1: Hey, new, if there are if there are any uh, news networks listening, take that, take that, because that, that was the best tip that you can get. Yes, yes, I would, I, I agree there, but like, yeah, I, I, I do agree with that. Um, that I feel like it needs to be more integrated into like into sort of everyday life so that people get a feel for it, and um, and just realize how mind-blowing this 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 whole universe that we live in is um and I did want to point something out because you did mention that there's like a supermassive black hole at the center of every galaxy so um because it's all it's that's actually one of uh the things that I'm working on right now um as well as dark matter so yeah, yeah. <laughs> so with with black holes, like the you know, regular sized black holes, not the ones in the centers of galaxies, but like you know several, stellar, several several times the mass of the sun, those we know form, how they form. They, they form from basically a dying star that was really massive. It, it explodes in a giant supernova, but there was so much stuff that it couldn't continue to explode, so it collapsed on itself and it becomes a black hole. Cool. However, the, the big ones, like you know the ones in the center of our galaxy and, and other galaxies, there are some that are a billion times the mass of the sun. Ours is 4 million. Um, but there are some that are a billion times the mass of the sun. And when you look into, so when you look, when you look, um, when you make do observations through like a telescope um, one other cool thing about, about the universe is that when you look at anything that you look at, you're looking kind of back in time. So if you look at Andromeda, which is about, I think um, 2 million light years away from us, 2.5 million light years away from us. So you're seeing it as it was, 2.5 2.5 million years ago, because that's how long it took the light to travel us. And so so that kind of it's it, it, it's a limitation, but it also gives us the ability to like to look into the past. And so when when, when we do that, we find that wait wait, um, there's a bunch of stuff there that that doesn't like that. We can't really explain with current models and things that we have found are like black holes that are about a billion times the mass of the sun that are only that are around like before the universe is even a billion years old. So, like, how do they form? we don't know that (laughs) we don't really know that so that's what we're trying to figure
2: out i'm glad you i'm glad you brought that up because it's i think that's one thing that ryan and i talk about from time to time like we consider ourselves pretty intelligent people even like having more of like a baseline knowledge even like space stuff than you know just a regular person and one thing that, at least for me, I can't, I don't know if I can speak for Ryan, that still like gets me stumped from time to time is the whole concept of space time. Like I get it, yeah. but <laughs>
1: it is. No, I mean, you know, so, so this, so that stuff, it's like, it's, um, I, I just want to, I want to make it also clear <laughs> that it's not, it's not necessary. I don't think it's true that, that people who do this are more intelligent or whatever. We're just, we just focus our time in something that people see as an intelligent thing, whereas other people will focus their time on something that is seen differently. Um, and so, I think everybody's intelligent, um, and I wanted you—I wanted you to know that. So, um, and the reason why it doesn't—it doesn't make sense. Like, what is this whole space-time thing? Is because it's weird. It's really weird. <laughs> it, it's, its its just you know. Um, so, essentially, space-time. What it means, like when you hear the fabric of space-time, it's because what the, what what that really means is is to say that space, so the spatial kind of part of space, that like so your direction, is literally woven in with time. So you can't disentangle the two. Oh. Time is like embedded in the fabric mm. of space-time, and that's why that you can't you can't you can't like separate the two. And it's really because of that that you have these strange sort of um or like almost mind-blowing occurrences where like you know with special relativity if i move closer or close enough to the speed of light then time moves slower for me than say my friend on earth right and so if i if i go somewhere like let's say let's say i'm i don't know we're both we're both like 25 and i decide to go you know at some on a spaceship at the speed or close to the speed of light i can never go at the speed of light because i have mass so um but close to the speed of light let's say uh, and then I come back. I'll be younger than my friend is because time passes differently for me in that case than it does for her.
3: That just you know, it it, it blows me away. It, but if, from your perspective, if you're traveling close to the speed of light, say you can say, okay, I'm going to travel to Alpha Centauri and back.
1: We're going to wait. Alpha Centauri. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
3: At, at you know ninety nine percent the speed of light and back, from your perspective time is the same, right? Like time is moving, is flowing from your perspective at the same rate until
1: you get back to your friend. So for- it's actually no, it's it's actually moving differently for me too, while what? I'm in that spaceship. Yes, oh my so God. my clock is gonna move differently than my friend's does.
2: Oh
3: yeah. My
1: God. Yes, <laughs> yes. The yes. The, the,
2: easy, the the easiest thing that maybe understand space-time on any type of level, um, it, it wasn't Interstellar. Like, I can't give Christopher Nolan any credit, although that ah. helped a bit. It helped a bit. But <laughs> there's a fantastic documentary on Netflix that's about black, black Holes, and I've watched it twice. Oh, cool. And I guess there's there are two black holes that were like super far away that collided mm-hmm. and like we heard it like we heard the sound on earth I don't yeah. know, a couple of years ago or whatever and the the time it took that sound of those two black holes colliding to reach us like was basically the entire history of earth and like it's still absolutely fucking crazy but like it made sense i was like Okay, I get it, but it's just conceptually like it's 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 I, I don't know. It's wild. It's absolutely wild.
1: Yeah. So um. So so also also let's uh. It's not really sound like they. It is, but it's but it's a gravitational wave. Right. So it's kind of exactly. like a yes. yeah. I just I just wanted to, to 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 just make that clear. But yeah, I know. I it's mm-hmm. it's like this this kind of this is the kind of stuff that keeps me here. Cause I like, I'm like, wow, you know, <laughs> even, yeah. And, and it just never stops. It just never stops. It's, it's always so interesting. Like, you know, you have two black holes colliding and, but mind you, so, so we get, we get that signal in those, in the form of those gravitational waves but they're so, they're so tiny.
2: Right. So like
1: imagine how precise these instruments have to be like small, how, how, how small are they? Like a fraction of the, of, of the, of the, of your hair, basically the <laughs> fraction of your human hair. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> wow, like how, how precise your instruments have to be to be able to detect that too. It's, wow. we've come like such a long way.
3: It's unbelievable. <laughs> and yes. you know, before, I, I want to get to dark, dark matter. I, I really do. But yeah. before that, before we get there, a black hole, is like, If correct me if I'm wrong, there is no surface of a black hole. Like yeah, it's, correct. It's simply... A point in space where, just it, as far as we know, anything of physical existence no longer exists that we know of. So I mean, what is it like? It just makes it's like a glitch in the matrix. Like it makes no sense. It
1: makes no sense. <laughs> yeah. So this is this is actually, I think, um, it's a it's kind of like a reflection of the fact that we don't have physics completely right yet. Like, we don't understand all the physics that we need to yet. And, uh, and the reason why is because, well, a black hole is massive. So you're talking about massive stuff, then we're talking about cosmological things, you know, um, where you want, you want to look at, like, say, you know, general relativity. But we all, we have it all kind of cramped down into a point, as you just said. So if, I, if, if I'm going down to a point, I'm going to need to use quantum mechanics to sort of figure it out, because that's, that's like a microscopic thing. Okay. But you try to use both of them together and they do not play together well. And so that's so essentially what happens there, like the whole point or like rather the whole point. I mean, the point that you're talking about, like the point that that everything kind of uh, sort of collapsed into. That's just yeah. sort of a reflection of the fact that we can't we don't have the right physics to be able to explain it. And that's why it comes out that way.
3: And that's the <laughs> singularity. And that's the singularity.
1: And that's the singularity. Exactly. So singularity is, is basically just, you know, your math can't, can't, it can't explain that
3: that is that that just blows me away but it's mm-hmm. exciting it's exciting in in a way because like we, i know at some point we're going to find out something like there is okay. going to be a breakthrough you know oh man Yes, I wish I, I wish I could be in that field. I really do. I really. Do.
1: <laughs> I mean, you can. You don't have to be in the field, though. All you need to do is just follow me on Twitter. <laughs> I'm Astro Party Girl, and you know I'll I'll <laughs> I'll tell you all about it. So it's all good. I got you covered. <laughs> I'm,
3: already, I'm already. following.
1: <laughs> but one thing that you could do, like, of course, black holes don't have a surface, but like, and they're not. You know, it, it's it's just like as you said. But like, we can we can assume that we assume that its sphere would be where, say the event horizon is. So you can make that assumption and say, okay, that's how big it is kind of thing. Um, Because the moment that you cross that, like not even light can escape. You're gone, you're out, like you're done. Done, (laughs) you know?
2: So, I have two two questions for you. Mm -hmm. Um, Favorite space movie?
1: Favorite space movie? Uh, Movie. This is actually going. This is this is going to be funny to you all too. Um, and some some people will also disagree with me in my own field. I really loved Interstellar. I really did.
2: Yeah. Oh, buddy. Yes.
1: yes. yes. <laughs> I really did. Yeah, I loved it. What what
3: did they? What didn't the people you feel like about it? Was it the love stuff? Love transcending time and space?
2: God, stop it, Ryan.
1: <laughs> really? What, what um, I don't like? really. Yeah, I don't really know. um, Because I, (laughs) I don't I don't understand why, like, you know, you wouldn't like it. I think there's you know, like the moment that, that you, that like the stuff that happened inside of a black hole, that's- I knew it,
2: I knew it, your, I knew it. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. Cause it's yeah. pure hypothesis. And I mean, you're over, you're bending a lot of rules there already as it is. So it's like, I think that was just very uncomfortable for people. But for me, I was like, you know, cause you, 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 mind you, Kip Thorne was, was around and he kind of like made sure that right. you could bend it this way or you could bend it that way without totally messing up um, the physics. But at this point, there's, you, you know, we don't, we don't, at this point, you, you have, you have room to sort of be creative, because we don't really understand what goes on in there. And so for me, as I said, like, before, I'm the person that I could be like, that's weird, but I'll be like, whatever, or that doesn't make sense. But I'll be like, okay, but the storyline's cool. So I don't care. It's fine. You know, I can do that. I can do that. But some people can't. <laughs> and so I think that that maybe that was, you know, one of the things that bothered people a lot.
2: Okay, yeah, I, I can still watch Interstellar and be perfectly... It's just... it's, it's Ditto. A it's a Ditto. I would watch it again. That, <laughs> and, that and Contact are really high on... High
1: contact. On. That was honestly better. No. That's it. Contact was better. <laughs> I'm sorry. Thank you. Thank you. No, thank you. I, I, I needed that... contact. Contact is literally my favorite space movie, but I just haven't... Like, I haven't watched it for so long. Now I have to go and oh, watch wow. it again.
3: That one. <laughs> it's such a great movie. It's such a great movie.
1: Yes. That All one was just emotionally movie. too Oh, Like it emotionally gets you. I'm like oh my god I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Everything. Okay. Uh,
2: that, so, that's it. So so we're going with contact. Okay. And then. we we'll going with
1: contact and number two would be Interstellar.
2: Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, I can work with that. And then so my second question before we dive into dark matter is I feel like I would be remiss if we didn't have a space podcast and ask you what your thoughts were in regards to just the possibility of being extraterrestrials in, in the galaxy to me i mean like the universe is so huge oh, that
1: yes you know it's just i don't know about like the, the galaxy but even the galaxy is huge we have hundreds of billions sorry, of stars I'm, in
2: this at, I'm at the universe i'm sorry oh,
1: okay um well if we're talking about the universe to me it would make like i i can't i can't imagine that there isn't another another planet that has life whether it's you know quote unquote intelligent or whatever um in that way or I'm not sure but but there has there has to be life out there I don't know for a fact but that's my I I believe that that yeah. that yeah. yeah I believe I, there is yeah <laughs> it's just too big a
2: universe and it it's would so, be such it's so huge for us yeah. for it to just be like just, mean, just us like, just oh, us? Yeah. like just what are odds, like the odds standpoint
3: it's like there has to be some more out there, you know. I mean, it
1: just has to be. Yeah, exactly. Like it would be like such an almost like the most, the <laughs> loneliest fluke ever that the universe could do is is to create one planet among goodness knows how many in the universe that that has <laughs> life, and that's it. It's like only you. All of you else are just gonna be like just your own regular planets and just chill. Like no, <laughs> for me, I, yeah, I, I I definitely think there there has to be life out there.
3: Yeah. Okay. Now. <laughs> Please explain what the hell is dark matter and dark energy? What is it? All
1: right. So, you know, anything that you can see and touch and feel is kind of the stuff that you understand. So that's like your laptop, the sun, even like air, you know, in, in the air that you breathe, that's still, that's still tangible because you could feel it like when you put, when you, you know, sort of swish your hand through it you could feel it against your skin you can right. feel those things because they interact with us so dark matter is basically kind of the same so it's also matter they're both they're they're both matter but the only reason for example um we can touch things are is because of the forces and the interactions that those particles that, that are that, that make up that thing are made of so like we're you know we're we, we have skin and we're like, you know, we got bones and we, that, that we we're formed into this sort of body, but fundamentally we're made up of particles and those particles have specific interactions. Those interactions are, are what allow us to touch things. Dark matter has, diff, has it doesn't have the interactions that we have, that's for sure, we know that. So it doesn't interact with light, therefore you, it doesn't, so light can't reflect off of it for us to see it um, and it doesn't emit light. So, and it's also, And it also just it it doesn't have the same interactions that we do so we can't touch it it just would pass right through you (laughs) and so if you were to take away the interactions that that regular regular matter had we wouldn't even be able to form objects really like like in the way that we do like the the way the reason why things stay together in in a solid object is because of interactions that hold them together um you have like the, the electric force um the electromagnetic force rather uh, which, which is, for example, why if I, tu- if I touch, just part of why, if I touch my laptop, my hand doesn't go right through because, because there's um, this sort of Coulomb force, so, so it kind of uh, repels it. Yeah. And so there's also a strong force that keeps, that, that, that is why atoms are held together at all. Otherwise, they'd be subatomic particles, right? But the strong force holds these things together to create them, to create, oh. um, to create atoms that will then create objects. You don't, it, at least we don't, from what we know, um well no we know we know for for sure that dark matter doesn't have the same interactions that we do if it does have analogous ones it would be in the dark sector and it wouldn't be with us and so that's why we can't we can't touch it and so that's why actually right now in every moment in your any any moment like any given moment in time that you ever just like you know pause and think you have about 20,000 dark matter particles passing through you like right now even <laughs> Wait, yeah, oh, he, 20 th- about twenty thousand dark matter particles passing through you and you don't feel a single one because of the, the the fundamental interactions are not the same as ours okay so dark matter is essentially it's so essentially dark matter is stuff just like us we're stuff but right. it just has different interactions and there's a lot more of it there's like you there's like six times or eight times more dark matter than there is regular matter and so it, because of the fact that it, that it doesn't interact with the same, the same things that we interact with is actually one of the reasons why we have galaxies today is because in the early universe, um, there are little these little sort of little kind of pockets a lot, it, through space time where, where things could fall into because they interact with gravity. So, um, And this is when, when the universe was really dense and hot and like kind of compact. So it's beyond the cosmic microwave background earlier than the cosmic microwave background. So this is when, um, light and matter didn't, it wasn't disentangled. Like it was, it was all interacting with each other. So it's kind of like opaque, kind of like if you look at the sun, you can't see through it. And don't look at the sun, please don't do that. Don't look at the sun. <laughs> but if you do, you can't see through it because it's opaque because photons are bouncing off of stuff all over the place in there. And, and that's kind of, that's kind of, I guess, an analog I like to use to, um, explain what the, what it would have been like in the early universe. You just have photons bouncing off of everything, but they don't bounce off of one thing, dark matter, because they don't interact. And so when regular matter tried to fall into these dense pockets, um, you know, under gravity, photons just push them out. But dark matter didn't have that problem. It just fell in and it created these sort of what we call seeds, right? So it's like sort of gravitational seeds. So that once, you know, the universe continues to expand as it grows and cool, then, it, then eventually photons roam free, and so you 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 can see now through the universe, and that, that, that's where the cosmic microwave background is. After the cosmic microwave background, we can um, we can see things, and so, and so, um, and so yeah, and so it was it kind of formed, formed these the seeds for for uh, matter to after when, once this happened, regular matter fell into them with gravity to form stars and galaxies. And today it serves to hold these galaxies together.
3: No, mm. no, see, that makes no sense to me. <laughs> they <don't... laughs> so they hold they hold the galaxies together, but they don't interact with matter. Like, what do you mean?
1: Ah, but they do, but they both interact with one thing, right? Gravity. Okay. Mm. Uh-huh. And that's literally the, the, the like kind of like a saving grace for us because the fact that they both interact with gravity is essentially right now the only way that we can detect it. That's it. uh,
2: Okay, so I'm just going to, okay, I'm going to make an analogy and you can be like, no, that's absolutely not close. I I just need, I need an analogy to help me like keep it together. Mm -hmm. Is it like the universe's invisible gorilla glue?
1: That's actually a really cool way to put it. Yeah, it's kind of like the the universe is yeah the universe is invisible gorilla glue holding like galaxies and stuff together. That was that's really cool. I like it. Yeah, I like that. Okay. Where the gorilla glue is really its interaction with gravity.
2: Yes. Yes. I know. All right. I know. Yeah. I know. I just okay. I just needed to okay. We're. I'm good now. Okay. I'm good. Cool. Just, good. Cool. No worries.
1: Yeah. But, but to make it like, I guess maybe, maybe this, this actually might make it a little bit um, easier to, to picture And this. Now I'm going to bring in general relativity. I know that sounds like you're like, Whoa, okay, hang on. How's this going to be?
2: Ah, easier? Uh, <laughs> out. I'm just getting it. Just getting it, Stephanie. <laughs> Slow down. Okay. <laughs> yeah.
1: So generally, generally general relativity <laughs> generally. So like, so when, when you kind of like a, like a summarized point, like what, gen, what general relativity tells us is that if I put like, say a mass in space, time, if I put some, some, a ma- some mass in space time, remember space time is a fabric, right? If I place it on that fabric, it's going to bend the fabric. The heavier right. that object is, the more bent that, the more bent um, sort of a bowl it creates in this, um, in this fabric. It's kind of like right. if you were to, if you were to take like a, a bowling ball and put it on a trampoline for example yeah and so the more massive that you, that that it is the deeper that well is so there's so much more dark matter than there is regular matter and it's creating this huge sort of bowl in space time because of its gravity so if there's stuff in there it's gonna sit there it can't fall out because it because it's in a really deep bowl so it can't get out does that kind of make sense
2: yes yeah it does it does yeah. thank
1: you thank you <laughs> no problem
2: We're yeah. on the you know
3: Contrary to that, there's this force pushing the universe out and it's expanding faster than the speed of light, right?
1: Ah, yes. Yeah. So um, now there's now we turn to dark energy. <laughs> dark energy. So the only thing that dark energy and dark matter have in common, and I really want to make this point because a lot of people don't know, um, the only thing that they have in common is that they both have the placeholder of dark, dark. in their names. That's it they're completely different. <laughs> like dark matter is actual matter, whereas dark energy is, it's not matter. It's more like sort of a, kind of like a field. Um, we understand it far less than, than we do dark matter as well. But this is stuff that's causing like, as you said, it's causing, it's, it's, it's kind of stretching space time apart, but it does it faster. With the progression of time, so the so the more time moves, it starts to stretch it apart faster, and so that causes um, so that that means that certain objects, if they're if they're a specific, like say distance away from us or anything further, they're gonna be moving away from us faster than the speed of light. But that doesn't break physics because they're not technically moving; they're being stretched apart. So if it was if it was an actual like if it was something that actually moves faster than the speed of light, then you'd be like, hey, whoa, 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 hang on. And you'd be right because (laughs) physics tells us that that's not possible. Um, But in this case, they're not actually moving because it's space-time being stretched apart. And so you do have things moving away faster than the speed of light. That means we'll never see them,
2: ever. (laughs) So. I feel quite a bit smarter now. (laughs) 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 Than I did a couple of minutes ago, so th- that was that. Those explanations helped a lot. Helped a lot. I'm
1: glad. I'm glad. And so, like, also, you know, I I, I think it's this is this is really cool to point out too. Um, you know, we don't understand dark energy. We don't understand dark matter. We probably, I would say, we're closer to dark matter to, to figuring out dark matter than we are dark energy. Um, but we we really only understand regular matter and its interactions. So, because we haven't discovered the dark matter particle, so we don't really know what it is. Um, And regular matter, the stuff that we're made of, is only 5% of the universe, 5% of what the universe is made of. 70 goes to that weird stuff called dark energy that is stretching this universe apart faster and faster with time, and and 25 goes to dark matter. Then you got little 5%, and that's us. That's it. (laughs) We're 5% of the universe. We got a lot to figure out.
3: That is unbelievable. It's mm-hmm. unbelievable. It it just <laughs> blows me away, and just the scale of the known universe, the the visible universe, it's I, I, it, the human mind can't even comprehend it. Really, we could put numbers by it and say it's you know this many light years, whatever.
2: No, there's no but way. <laughs> like
3: just the, it's just it's just on a scale that we can't imagine, and that's the visible universe.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, like, what's exactly. Not that?
3: Like we can't even. Comprehend what's behind that because it's like, what do you, I mean? Is there a theory? I don't know. You tell me.
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> so we think uh, the universe might be infinite. However, it's, it, so that that point that you were saying, like, there's an observable universe. So there is a point beyond which we can never, ever, ever, like, you, we can't communicate beyond that. It's it's out of reach to us. For so for us, it's gone. It's it, like we will never know ever. That doesn't exist for us almost, you know, it, we just we can never know about it. And so, you know, uh, you, there you could you could like so so some theories might say that, for example, you know, because we have because we're because we're a flat universe, at least we think so. Um, and the geometry of the universe is flat, which tells us that it might, in fact, be an infinitely large <laughs> universe but we'll never know that anyway i mean like well even if we could like how do you know what infinity is you know what i mean like there's right, you can't right, reach right. it right but that's even
3: like you can't reach it that's the point you can't
1: <laughs> yes yes exactly and in this case but in this case we can't also because it's just it's it's out of reach to us and we'll just never yeah. know so, oh, but that might that blows my mind too i'm like you know there's there's parts of the universe that we will never be able to talk to like what does that even mean that's why yes
3: so so that that opens up the possibility for uh, if it's infinite it's I mean isn't that like multiverse isn't that mean like Uh every possible every possible circumstance can happen because it's infinite I mean so
1: (laughs) so it depends on which multiverse theory as well so there are some multiverse theories that say like you know there's a copy of me somewhere that that is going to do that that let's say let's say you know because this is true i used to you know i i i used to sing and um i used to play guitar and electric guitar um and so but there's a universe where that's what i do (laughs) you know but that's not this one in this one i'm i'm a you know i'm a physicist and so like that's one multiverse theory uh like but yeah i mean for example if if the universe is infinite it could mean that it could mean that um were just one of infinitely many universes. It could be like uh, sort of there, you know, there, there's, there's one sort of theory that has sort of these sort of slices that we call brains that mm-hmm. universes live on um, that could collide with each other. Uh, there are bubble universes that can just kind of just, they just keep popping up in this sort of uh, in, an ever expanding field. So these things will, you know, as, as soon as they kind of pop up from sort of a little, little instability, they start to expand, but they're also expanding away from the others, and so this continually happens out to infinity from infinity, <laughs> and that's why it's so hard to, for us to grasp. Is because well, if that's true, um, then where did the multiverse come from?
3: Oh.
1: And we could never actually know anyway, because you can only you can't you can't um, we can't make contact with anything outside of this universe, because outside of this this universe, physics will be different. And so, our like ourselves, we would probably just either fall apart, or I don't know. We would we wouldn't we wouldn't be who we are. We would just disintegrate because the physics there just doesn't work for us. <laughs> so, um, so that's that's another bummer, I guess. You know, we couldn't really go to another universe, but um, but maybe it maybe it's comfort. Maybe it's a comfort knowing that there's a copy of you somewhere else doing something different.
2: <laughs> Speaking of different universes, one of the um... The space, like the space discoveries that happened a few years ago, like to me it's like still one of like my favorite things, just because um, it's just so interesting to me in terms of like interstellar stuff. Is the uh, Oumuamua comet that came yeah. in, uh, in two
1: thousand seventeen? Oh um, yeah, that one was that's that was awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: the the first interstellar object uh, that we know that we've that we know that came that came into you know, our universe, our galaxy, um, can you explain, like, the fact that this object that is from a completely different universe comes into this universe, but then it leaves, like, can you just Oh, expl-
1: okay. Hang on a second. Actually, let, 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 sorry, fin- finish your question, and then, and then, and then I'll, because I, I, I just have to correct
0: something.
2: <laughs> no, just, just, just the, the fact that you know three years ago was the first time we've had something in our universe where it wasn't from quote-unquote here um and just the kind of I guess the significance that was when it when it happened
1: Ah, okay I see uh, so 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 you didn't mean like coming because it doesn't it's not from yeah. another universe it's just uh sorry. yeah okay that 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 was where I that's
2: it sorry. I was like okay Dif- if
1: you read something like
2: that then I'm like yeah, different galaxy sorry
1: different uh so yeah so this is interstellar meaning that it that it's i think it was from our galaxy but just somewhere like somewhere else not our solar system gotcha Mm. that's what that's yeah and so i mean that's it's really cool it's not you know it's like in, in terms of chance like how how likely that would be for us to be able to like see something like that cross our paths is so vanishingly small that we were very lucky like it's like You know, a lot of people are, for example, scared that, you know, oh my God, what if we collide into another star or what if we collide into something you can't it's it's, to collide into something in space is so hard. (laughs) Okay. And now I'm going to demystify something for you as well is the asteroid belt, which you always see in, in, in your, you know, sci-fi movies. And, you know, you're kind of like dodging each, each rock because there's a rock here. It's not like that. There's so much more space between these rocks. You would just, you could just, you could just pass right through similarly to like all the other missions that we've sent to outer space. And sure. so now think about that and take it to giant scales because stars are really far apart, <laughs> okay? So to, to land or to, to have some object land in a star system, namely ours, which is our solar system, is very, van- like the chance of that is very vanishingly small and we're pretty lucky, I would say.
3: Yeah, that that was so fascinating. Yeah. Uh, another thing that just fascinates me is it, the sphere, like just the sphere is just from I mean, from a microscopic standpoint, all the way up to planets, you know, sun, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know suns and stars and uh, solar systems, they're all spherical. Mm -hmm. Like, I I don't, like, is there some physics, you know, in in physics, is there some reason for that? This is why things tend to coalesce as a sphere, almost a a perfect sphere. Yeah. Talk about planets, you know?
1: That's right, yeah. And the answer to that is gravity, because gravity wants to hold things down. And so, like, okay, let's say I have a chunk of something. That is going to, that's going to create a, a little well into in, in that, in that fabric, right? So I'm going to throw some more stuff in there. The well's going to get deeper. So when I throw stuff in there, it's going to surround the original stuff to add more gravity. But if you're surrounding it, it's going to eventually become spherical. So once it's massive enough, um, you get spherical objects like a planet. But if it's not, you get oblong objects like asteroids, didn't have enough gravity to, to sort of, you know, to, to make themselves a sphere. And so it's the, the answer to that is gravity. Gravity makes things spherical. Um, now, our solar system itself, like the, the, the solar system is not spherical, but it's more like a sort of like a disk. It's a, so planets kind of orbit on a plane. And that is kind of due to the dynamics of gravity, as well as the way that the solar system formed it formed in this disk. And so um, but it's also, again, circular like because of orbits, Right. And so um, it's all, it's, it's, it's because of gravity. <laughs> it's because of gravity that things work that way. And because gravity kind of comes from, from like a center of a point. So if I go, like, if I'm pointing down to like the source of the gravity of the earth and you, you want to point down, right. right. Inward. Um. But you're, but when you, when you accumulate more of that stuff, it will eventually become spherical because gravity also pulls things. So you have a lot of stuff now it's going to want to pull everything down until, well, there's so much that it will just evenly it'll eventually evenly pull in each in each direction kind of and that's why you get like more or less spheres
3: and yet it's the weakest force
1: and yet it's the weakest force yeah that's 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 right (laughs) i know right (laughs) i know
2: Um, yeah what i have one i know it's kind of far-fetched is
1: there's nothing far-fetched
2: okay what would it take? And I know it probably won't be maybe in our lifetime for a potential um, interstellar travel.
1: For interstellar travel? Okay. Um, to me, the the way that I see it, the, the best bet would be to find a wormhole or to find how to make wormholes because um, because then, well, you know, wormholes are essentially shortcuts through space. So it's like, right. if I was to take like the length of a sheet and I wanted to get from one end to another. I have to traverse that entire that entire sheet. But a wormhole kind of is it kind of like if you take the sheet and fold it over, uh, yeah. and then push a hole through at, through those edges. Well, I could just kind of just walk on a bridge that's much shorter and get to the other side. So that's that's I think the the that would be the one thing that would obviously revolutionize things however that's so, hard <laughs>
2: so, so i just want to be like wormholes are an actual thing
1: wormholes are theoretically an actual wow. thing but we have not seen it in yes so, we have not seen so, one
2: so the physics
3: the physics of it work yeah mathematically but yes it, it does had been observed. okay
1: yes and then but there's also other problems so like having a wormhole does it it's that's not the that's not the you know complete solution because you have a wormhole, um, that's cool, but we need to be able to hold it. So, so there, there's there's a whole bunch of physics going on in there that makes them unstable. Wow. So, you know, going through that, you could, you know, it might it might just, you know, you might collapse on you or something mm-hmm. and you don't want that to happen. So we need to have this sort of, something we call exotic energy because it's like negative energy, which doesn't make sense, <laughs> in know, at least, you know, like what, what we think about it in that way. So we call it exotic energy that we would need to be able to hold these things open. And that's another another challenge in itself is to find that. Is um
3: that, is that like a similar to antimatter?
1: Um ah, so yeah, uh it's it's different but it's it's different um because this is like literal negative energy whereas antimatter is just like us except that it has a different charge. Okay. Like but I mean literally just like us. So it's like yeah. it, not, not, not in the same way that dark matter is like us. No, it's just like us, except for the charge. That's it. Oh. And because our charges are different, if we meet antimatter, we annihilate into photons. Man. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So, so, it's, so antimatter is, a, but antimatter, again, using that fact that, that if, I, if I allow antimatter and, and matter to hit each other, that produces so much energy that it goes into photons. If I could house enough antimatter, that would be a great system for propulsion for like for space travel. So another, another possibility would be, um, let's say, if we could move sort of close or close to the speed of light, because in that case, time would move slower for us. Finally, there's another option, which we would have to figure out cryogenic freezing for this, is you cryogenically <laughs> freeze people, send them out into space, bam, you're done, <laughs> you know? But again, right, it, 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 you know, I, I, I'm not sure how, I'm not sure that cryogenic freezing is something feasible for 40,000 years. So we'd still need to figure out, um, yeah. you know, we'd still need to be traveling fast so that time is passing like, like slower for us,
3: yeah. for example. I mean, that's why I just never, as, as much as like the stuff has been out about, you know, UFOs and aliens visiting, I'm just like, man, the universe is so big. It's like it just doesn't make sense to me that they've actually visited and communicated with the government. I'm like, if you to the point where you could actually travel across the galaxy <laughs> like, Oh my God, it's like Why would you just like be talking to like, you know, the president of the United States or whatever? You know what I'm saying? It's like.
1: Of all places, right? Yeah. They're going to come and talk to us for sure. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think that if if they wanted to, they'd probably look and be like, "Uh, I think uh, we got a problem. Let's just get out. They would just literally
2: turn around and bam, out. (laughs) It's like the Cleveland of the universe. Just like, what, this,
1: this, this, we're not, we're not coming back here. You know? Yeah, exactly. Like, no, no, no. The, this this species is uh, is doomed, and we gotta get out. <laughs> you know, so so if there is life out there, I, I agree with you. Either they haven't come, or they have, and they were like, yeah, I'm out. <laughs> I'm not talking to these these things. <laughs> but yeah, so like, I think like with with interstellar interstellar travel. Um. Uh. Yeah. I, I guess. The uh, something that we're closer to would be would be figuring out how to move um, something really fast, which would be using antimatter. I would say um, the problem with that is we can you know we can hold antimatter, but we can't hold a lot of it. Why? Well, I can't put it in a container because a container is made of matter. So <laughs> bam, right? Just exactly. And so what they do?
2: So how do you store it? Like I, what? Like, I don't. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and so they store it like this they store it because it has charge which means a charge means it has a magnetic field yeah so they use they use a circular magnetic field that keeps it spinning and spinning and spinning so it never touches it never touches a wall but how much can you hold that way
3: right right, right? So only very small amounts
1: exactly and that's a, that's another problem so these are all like little problems that 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 kind of keep um, well, they're really big problems. <laughs> big problems that keep us from making like these giant leaps. And I'm not sure. I don't know when or if we'll discover. Um, I think antimatter is something we could we could eventually house. That's not that's not a problem. Um, eventually, not right now. Uh, but you know, for example, wormholes are a little bit more something I'm a little bit more uh, skeptical of. But I love them. I love the idea of them. That's so cool. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I feel like we're closer to that um, in, terms of, in terms of interstellar space travel is maybe getting a spaceship to travel fast enough that time moves a bit slower for us while we're on it. Yeah. yeah. And so that, you know, if I wanted to go to Alpha, Alpha Centauri which is four light years away from us, yeah, that would take, if I was traveling at the speed of light that would take four years if I'm traveling less, you know, of course, because we can't travel at the speed of light because we're, um, we're, we're, we have mass. Uh, right. Then it would take me less, uh, sorry, it'd take me a bit longer than that, but it would still be short. Whereas like if I was to travel at the fastest speed of a spacecraft today, which is like, well, I don't know. Um, it's less than a hundred thousand kilometers an hour. Or let me see. Let me see. Oh, fastest yeah. spacecraft. Um, so in any case the, yeah so oh okay I'm sorry there's a, the 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 Parker's yeah that's right the Parker solar probe is actually at 430,000 miles per hour. So that's that's going to be I think the the fastest one even at that at that speed it like we're not going to get there without right. cryogenic freezing. Yeah, and so know. yeah. And so like and so with maybe maybe if we could if we could figure out propulsion using antimatter that might you know be able to bring us up to or or speed us up enough um but uh, yeah so so and mind you like when I when I'm saying like that it would take this this amount of time I'm talking about from the perspective of earth because if we could travel if we could travel at light speed time would not pass for us at all so like for light time does not pass it experiences no time is- what <laughs> like literally uh-huh. what <laughs> yes light experiences no time <laughs> so it's like but think about it so this is why they say they say that faster than light travel would take you back in time because it's like this if i if i try to approach the speed of light time passes slower slower yeah. and slower until it halts when i get to the speed of light but right. if i move faster it has to move somewhere backward
3: backwards, backwards. That, yeah completely makes sense for me it makes complete sense to me when I think about that,
1: yeah, it so just
3: blows my mind. It blows yeah. my mind. But I also, I guess, that's why, uh you know, the speed of light is kind of like that speed limit for the universe. Yeah. Even though the universe itself is expanding faster than the speed of light, which is like we're living in the matrix. I'm telling you, we are <laughs> in the matrix. I don't care.
1: <laughs> but remember, but remember, let's the the expansion. We can't really call it a speed. Okay. So, so yeah, so. So, you know, we're nothing, and because it's, it's different, right? It's, it's, it's like, it's, you you know, you're moving because the fabric is moving. It's not because you're moving. Exactly. Exactly.
2: Yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah. my goodness.
1: This, yeah. This is
2: beautiful. It is. <laughs> well, I think we, we can talk. No oh, wait.
3: No. I got to add. Sorry, oh. Adam. No, sorry. No. Yeah, don't want that <laughs> to me. Uh, look, uh, I, I did see, I, I think I saw your timeline that you were a Mandalorian fan. Is that right? Huge. Did you watch the finale?
1: I actually saved the second season, what? <laughs> so I I know. Yeah, please please don't spoil it for me, because then I will never listen to your podcast again. <laughs> <laughs> oh my, right but yeah, oh, is watch, it? It.
3: watch it. Am right I gonna now. be happy? Like, watch it right now. Like, do not look at Twitter. Like, why are you even on Twitter? Like, don't look at Twitter. No, no. Oh it. wait, did it
1: just happen?
2: The season finale finale was on Friday, this past Friday.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, why don't I, what am I doing on Twitter? Sorry, uh, my Twitter, (laughs) I'm assuming I might let the Twitterverse know, I'll be gone for a while.
2: (laughs) Stay stay off of all social media. Um, Ryan and I had the pleasure of speaking to the animation director on The Mandalorian last night. um, Wow. For a podcast episode, um, which you'll have to check out. It it was amazing. Yeah. Just like this one is. Um, but yes, please, like you're a Star Wars fan or, um, you, you can't be on social media. Like you can't have it spoiled for you. Like you have to watch those eight episodes and just, yeah, you just got to do it.
1: We're all going to be happy, right? Is it a yeah. good thing? Is it a good thing? Yes. F- yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> okay. Cause I'm like, you know, I, I, I was also a game of Thrones fan, so I know exactly what oh, it means to
2: be no, no, destroyed. No, no, no. yeah. Nothing like that. <laughs> Nothing like that. <laughs>
1: Yeah no I yeah yeah no I'm I'm very excited to catch up on this because like, um, I just love it. I love the Mandalorian. It's so good. I was I was afraid like at first I was like you know I don't, I'm not sure if, I, I, you know I wasn't sure if I was gonna like it but I loved it loved it loved it loved it and no Yoda. matter what anybody says the child is Baby Yoda sorry
2: no his name is Grogu that that no Yoda
1: Baby Yoda it's Baby Yoda it has to be Baby Yoda
2: no oh, I'm I'm telling you Grogu. It like it, it, I don't know. Like it just, you're like, oh, okay, like yeah, that is Grogu. It, it, it'll grow on you. It'll it grow does. On you. It does. Cause <laughs> I, the episode where like they reveal his name, I was like, ugh, like I don't, I don't like that. Like Grogu, but then you're like, oh, okay, like, it grows on you. I, I promise it does. I promise. I promise.
1: Okay. I mean. I, I, I still like baby Yoda better, <laughs> but yeah, were yeah. You a,
3: were you in other Star Wars previous to Mandalorian, or did you just?
1: Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Oh, of okay. course, yeah. Star Wars is huge. I love it, I love Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Actually, just not not too not too long ago, we um we binged uh, the whole like all of it, but we did it we did it in sort of like the we did it in actual order which means we started with the newer ones <laughs> and like the newer made ones right because they, that was those are the first episodes and then so we did it that way it was uh, interesting because you can see that in the newer ones they tried to make connections so that people can see like you could see that after um when you watch it that way and it's it's really it's really cool to to see like what they tried to do so, to sort of remind you that they're that they're you know connecting it to the yeah. the next episodes which were made in the 60s or 70s or whatever right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah. yeah 70s yeah. or others yeah
2: yeah uh one question I had for you is just how did like what led you to this passion of being a physicist um you being super into space like what like how did that like what's how did that stem you know in your life
1: yeah so um for me it's it's definitely not um it, you know I was, I was I'm not the kid that that or though I'm not the person that was the kid that knew that they were going to be a, a physicist when they grew up. I did not. Um <laughs> I had I, I knew that I loved space like you know it, my mom would take me out on meteor showers. Um you know black holes fascinated me. Uh I remember when the you know the first planet was discovered that blew my mind um and started started my mind running wild and stuff like that but it was still I, I thought that you know cuz I, I was you know my dad's Egyptian. He's um, He's also an applied statistician which is basically a type of math uh, and so he would you know teach me sort of math beyond the curriculum so i was very good at math and he also just expected me to be a medical doctor because that's just what you you know if you're an arab that's just almost one of <laughs> that's, it's, that's, it's either that
2: that's yes it is <laughs>
1: yes it's either that or engineering and that's it it's like otherwise there's no other thing to, for you to do and so i thought that i was going to be a you know a medical doctor until i realized that i couldn't do de- i couldn't deal with blood I just, mm. there's, there was no way that I was, that I was going to be able to do that. And like, and I'm like, yeah, no, um, I'm going to go find my own, <laughs> my own passion. And so when I enrolled in college, I enrolled undecided, um, but then I came across an astronomy club. And so I started to attend, I went to their meetings and, you know, star parties and talks. And I was just like, wow, okay, this is what I want to do. And I enrolled into the astrophysics program. <laughs> So that's what really brought me into it is is like is an astronomy club, so like I I really want to encourage people if you ever want to do clubs do it please because it can change people's lives it, it's 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 a big it's it's a big deal so for me it was that and um and yeah I just I I, I just fell in love with it and I realized I really wanted to do this.
3: <laughs> well, that, that's great, and I, I am living through you. Like, <laughs> I'm like,
1: what's I with those clubs
3: instead of you know just going to random
1: parties
2: and you know the 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 the, the joke is ryan doesn't attend parties so he wouldn't have even gone about this club (laughs) 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 nice (laughs) um well we we had a blast having you on the show i hope our listeners i hope i mean i'm pretty sure just like us our our listeners are more educated in terms of space and in theories and all that it was it was fantastic because there's everything uh we definitely hoped it would be and more um so for sure uh put put your your twitter at so people can follow you on twitter and and get more information regarding space
1: uh yeah sure um so it's i'm at Girl, and yeah <laughs> oh, okay. i yeah and i uh I, I definitely tweet about space a lot. I'm also doing like TikToks. I just, I literally oh, just yeah. started. So yeah, um, yeah you'll, you'll get a lot of space for me on there.
2: <laughs> awesome. Sophia, it's, it's been a pleasure having you on. Uh, if all goes well, uh, I mean, if Ryan and I are lucky, this will not be the only episode that you do because we like we can talk space all the time. It's just- it's- I would,
1: yeah, I'd be happy to join you guys. You're fun. I, I love talking about space with you. So yeah, I'm I'm down to come on. Another time don't tell, don't, don't tell me that. Don't tell me that. I'm
2: gonna be like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> just give me a couple of months, though. <laughs> we can, uh, we, can we can do that. We can do that. So thank you so much for coming on. Um, well, and th- any, anything that you have like that you're working on right now, just in your your career, uh, space wise, physics wise.
1: Oh yeah. So so right now I'm actually working on. Um, I'm using dark matter to explain how those supermassive black holes that we talked about, that are in like the center of, of every big galaxy, I'm using. I'm trying to use dark matter to explain how they were formed.
2: Okay. <laughs> Just like yeah. Okay, that's it.
3: Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right.
2: Well, well, okay. Um, <laughs> Sophia, it's it's been a pleasure. Uh, we're not gonna take up any more of your time. We're gonna get out of here. But truly, thank you for coming on. Um, and to our listeners, we, we truly hope you guys enjoyed it. Please follow Sophia on Twitter if you're into space at all, even if you're not. Fucking learn something um, besides just football stuff. Um, you know, broaden your horizons is what, what we're trying to accomplish with this podcast. So with that, we're going to get out of here. We're out.
0: Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app.